Welcome to the Jenny Katrin Leadership Podcast, brought to you by Foresight. At Foresight, we are cultivating healthy leaders to lead thriving organizations. Thank you for tuning in to today's podcast. Please enjoy the rest of our show. Hey, so glad you're here for today's episode as we wrap up our culture series. I'm your host, Jenny Katrin, founder and CEO of the Foresight Group. Our team is humbled and excited that Foresight is celebrating our third anniversary this month. It kind of feels crazy to me. That's three years of getting to partner with leaders like you to equip and resource you to lead well and develop thriving organizations. So while we're thinking about celebrating, we want to encourage you to think about how you celebrate within your team culture. So here's our celebration tip for today. Share stories. Sounds kind of simple, right? But strategically, intentionally, and consistently sharing stories is an incredibly powerful culture-building practice. When you share stories of your team values in action, you you reinforce just how crucial those values really are. When you share stories about how your organization's vision and mission is positively impacting those you serve, you remind your team members of their purpose. People see themselves in stories and they're motivated to join in. So now on to today's topic, how to build an extraordinary team culture. The how is always the hardest part, isn't it? I'm guessing that you're probably not arguing against having great culture because who doesn't want to be a part of a great team, right? But the how is where we get serious about this culture thing. And let me warn you, it's not quick or easy. And that's why so many organizations struggle with it. We're conditioned to want immediate gratification. We want quick results. And we live in a time where technology makes it possible to kind of have whatever we want, whenever we want it. And so when we're working on issues that take more time, things like culture, we can become pretty impatient. So this is going to take some time, but I promise you it's worth it. So today I want to give you four things you can do to build an extraordinary culture. And the first one is this, clarify your purpose. What is your core why? What's the reason why your organization exists? This is the essence or the DNA of your organization. So who you asking yourself the question, who are you and what are you about? And my guess is you've probably done this at some point or another, but kind of coming back and clarifying your purpose will help give you this foundational block for culture. In the foresight building blocks for success, that's our framework we use for consulting. We say that this is the purpose block. See, creating your culture must be tied to your purpose. It must be an overflow of who you are. So you've got to reconnect with that. You've got to go back and clarify your purpose to make sure you're building your culture on that understanding of purpose. Todd Bolsinger, in his book, Canoeing the Mountains, describes it this way. He says that the focused, shared, missional purpose of the church or organization will trump every other competing value. It's more important than my preferences or personal desire. It's more critical than my leadership style experience or past success. 
It's the grid by which we evaluate every other element in the organization. It's the criterion for determining how we will spend our money, who we will hire and fire, which ministries we will start, and which ones will shut down. It's the tiebreaker in every argument and the principle by which we evaluate every decision we make. Denominational affiliation, mission partnerships, financial commitments, staff decisions, worship styles, all of those questions, the real key question is, does it further our mission? Because the mission trumps all. And so this purpose thing is so core to uh, creating this foundation for you to build culture on. And you can clarify your purpose with a review or refinement of your vision, your mission, and your values. And again, you've probably spent some time. These are probably in a binder somewhere. Maybe they're on the walls. But I want you to go back to them and reconnect with them because it's going to be core to helping you establish culture. And here's how I distinguish those three things. The vision is, is a description of where you want to go and the impact you want to make. So it really kind of sets that target, that vision of where you want to go and the impact you want to make. Mission is a definition of who you are and why you do the work that you do. So vision is, is typically more um, specific to a time period because you're setting that target of the impact you want to make. Sometimes we'll have a, a tangible uh, uh, qualitative component to it. But the mission is a definition of who you are and why you do the work that you do. So it kind of transcends. And then the values are a set of guiding principles that clarify the habits and behaviors that are essential to accomplishing your vision and your mission. So the value starts to get into this culture thing, right? They they're the set of guiding principles that clarify the habits and behaviors that are essential to accomplishing your vision and mission. Remember, I've talked before about how values times behavior equals culture. So here's where you start getting at that. And the values definition is core uh, for creating culture because values ultimately define your priorities, right? They help you kind of define what to focus on when. When you define your values and clarify the behaviors of your team when they are reflecting those values, you're setting the framework for your culture. So when every person on the team is behaving in congruence with your values, you will see a consistency in your culture. So that's why I want you to go back to clarifying your purpose is just relook at that vision, that mission, and then most importantly, those values and make sure that you're building culture in alignment with that sense of purpose. Number two, create common language. So it's one thing to write your values. It's another thing to create language that is memorable and it reflects your culture. If your values are words like excellence and integrity, which are great things, I want to challenge you that it's time to go back to the drawing board. So those are the values of nearly every organization, excellence, integrity, character, you know, you fill in the blank. But there's nothing memorable or distinctive about them. So uh, these might actually, these words might be the essence of the value that you want to get at, right? So it's not that that value is bad, a value of excellence or integrity. Those are really, really good things. It's just that you have to create language that is meaningful to your team and helps them really internalize that value that gives it kind of character that's specific to your organization. So here's a hint. Your values shouldn't make sense to someone outside your organization. 
right? Your values shouldn't make sense. They shouldn't just immediately get it because it's going to be kind of insider language. This is the chance to have kind of insider language. You know, often we're, we're on our marketing and our outreach, we're trying to create language that people connect and understand what we do. Well, this is a time where the language for your values is most important to the people within your team. And so it can, it can be insider language. It's even better when there's a story behind the value that becomes something of a legend in your culture. So let me give you an example. When I worked at Crosspoint Church in Nashville, our first draft of our staff values included the value of collaborative communication. We specifically chose this value because we needed to increase our communication efforts across the team. We had people serving at various campuses. We had grown really rapidly, and so we had people kind of scattered all over the area in different uh, office spaces, et cetera, and communication was suffering because of it. So we came up with this phrase, collaborative communication. And while it was a value that was really important to us, no one on the team was particularly excited about it. It was kind of a corporate-sounding snoozer, right? And so uh, recognizing that this was still something that was super important to us as a team, but I needed to find a better way to communicate it, in one of our staff meetings, um, I tried to express the importance of the value through a story. So one of the things that all of our staff knew and I think appreciated about me is that I'm a bit of a fast, efficient driver. Like, I like to get places efficiently and as quickly as possible. And I pride myself in finding the fastest route anywhere I'm going. So as a team, if we were, like, headed to lunch or a meeting, the staff kind of jockeyed to ride with me because they knew that I would get us there first. So particularly if this was, like, a staff lunch thing, you know, get in the car with Jenny because we're going to get there first, which means we get the best seat, which means we get fed first, which are all priorities. And by the way, I'm a bit competitive. So, uh, so I like to drive fast. I like to drive efficiently. So in reminding them of my driving habits, I asked them if they noticed that although I drive fast, I always use my turn signal. And a couple of them nodded and thought about it for a minute. But I went on to share how this simple discipline ensures that I'm communicating well to the other drivers around me. And when you're moving rather fast, good communication becomes all the more critical, right? So this was what I needed them to embrace as a team. In a fast-moving, fast-growing organization, we all had to be disciplined to communicate well to one another so that we could anticipate what each other is doing and avoid unnecessary problems or crashes. So the story helped everyone grasp the importance of this value, and we immediately all agreed to change the language. We were like, okay, collaborative communication doesn't feel like us. It's kind of stuffy, but we're going to use the phrase, use your blinker. And so use your blinker was a memorable phrase. phrase. It was tied to a story, and it made it that much more meaningful to all of us. And it quickly became core to our language and our culture. And to this day, I will still get emails from some of that team that the, the subject line will say, I'm using my blinker, uh, telling me that they're like, hey, I have something fun or important to communicate to you. So creating memorable or sticky language gives your values greater life and helps them have a better chance of really becoming core to your team. So clarify your purpose, create common language. Number three, connect the dots. See, as a leader, you must connect everyone at every level 
with the purpose of your organization. That's one of the key goals that you need to have as a leader is helping everyone see how they're connected to the purpose of the organization. Do you know one of my pet peeves? I kind of cringe when I hear leaders differentiate their staff as executive staff or support staff or pastoral staff and admin staff or full-time staff and part-time staff. And I just, I recognize that we'll have different teams or departments and functions, but most of the time when I hear these distinctions, it conveys a divide in the organization. And I can often feel it as well, is that there's kind of this divide between the pastoral staff and the admin staff or the um, leadership team and the operations team. And one one of the most common places this shows up is by who's invited to all staff or to staff outings. And so here's what I want you to hear. If you want to create an extraordinary team culture, all staff means all staff. Every function matters or you wouldn't be paying for it. So every person on the team matters. So you have to find ways to make it possible for everyone on your team to be connected to the big picture and the purpose of your organization. And I realize this can get tricky when it comes to scheduling, but it's essential that you have regular times where all the staff are together for the purpose of reconnecting them to your vision, mission, and values. Everyone needs to hear it all the time. As I shared in our celebration tip for this week, sharing stories is key to connecting the dots so that every person sees themselves connected to the purpose of the organization. And stories deliver mental models that drive behavior. Because when you share a story of one of your team members living out a value, you're reinforcing for everyone else who you are and what it looks like to be a member of this team. So look for ways to connect the dots, helping everyone at every level see themselves in the bigger picture. And then number four, create consistency. As your organization grows, you must move from culture being caught to culture being taught. So most leaders struggle with this one because what they often love about their culture is the spontaneous nature from which it started. And I get it, right? When it's a small team, kind of scrappy team, figuring things out and learning and growing together, there's a, there's a culture, there's a natural ethos that's being created that you love. And I get it. But the problem is that without systems and processes for making sure your culture is consistently being taught as you grow, you'll soon find that all the elements of the culture that you loved have become diluted with growth, right? Without intentionality, it's going to start getting diluted. And then all of a sudden, the culture that you loved and thought was true is no longer true. So if you have more than a handful of staff on your team, it's essential that you begin creating the systems or rhythms for regularly instilling the values and the behaviors that mark your culture. So here are some things that you can consider. First is physical reminders. So put those values on the wall or frame them and put them on everyone's desk. And I realize that can be a little bit frustrating because I have seen the organization who gets really excited excited and defines values and puts them up on the wall. And then that's the only time and the only place we ever talk about them, right? So this goes back to, it's gotta be a series of things. So this is one of many things that you can do, but put those values someplace where your team see them regularly. 
Um, also put pictures of the people that your organization serves, like put those on the walls or have those visible so that your team are reminded of your why, of why you do what you do. So physical reminders, people need to see it. They need to be able to connect with it regularly. Number two, rituals. So what are the ways that the vision, mission, values kind of are expressed in your organization on a regular basis? What are some of those legends? What are some of those stories? In all staff meeting, have a, have a regular rhythm of sharing stories of team members who lived out your values. If you do that every week where you're constantly celebrating and praising somebody who lives out a value, that becomes a ritual. Don't let it get stale. Be creative with it. But that ritual reinforces the importance of your values. Um, you might give a monthly culture award. So look for different ways. Make it congruent with your style and, and your culture, but find a way to create rituals that help embed culture into your team. Number three is onboarding. Make sure that your recruiting process allows for culture alignment and have a process for helping catch new staff up on what culture looks like. So make sure with, that when you're interviewing and you're recruiting, you're asking questions that help kind of test for culture alignment, that people are going to really value what you value. And then secondly, once they're on staff, um, make, create a process for them to learn more about those values because they're going to actually need to hear the stories and the legends. They're going to need to understand the insider lingo, insider lingo. So you need a place, a pathway for that. So for instance, one of the organizations I worked for, we did a class for new staff where once a month for six months, they attended a lunch and learn where they heard from senior staff about our values. And so we got to tell, we had space to tell those stories and we had a place where we could give them a little bit more insight into some of that lingo. So onboarding is really critical. And then the fourth thing that I would share here is your performance plans and your reviews. Be sure that you're evaluating your staff on culture. Right? If this is really core to who you are and how you operate, make it a part of their annual review process, making sure that you're kind of helping review people on how they're doing on aligning with culture. So I've given you a lot to think about today. And again, this is hard work, and really I've just given you some starters, some things to kind of get you thinking and get you started. But how is the hardest part? But it's also the most rewarding. And so I want to encourage you to stay after it. And I think these four things will get you moving in the right direction towards creating an extraordinary culture. So to recap, clarify your purpose, create common language, connect the dots, and create consistency. So thank you so much for taking the time out of your crazy schedule to listen today and to prioritize your leadership development. It matters. And if you want to take today's conversation and begin to put a little bit more action to it, uh, the workbook, our culture workbook, actually is perfect for this. So we're talking about the how. We're talking about, you know, how do you create the systems to help make culture uh, more than caught but taught. The culture workbook is a fabulous tool for that. So um, you simply just need to text foresight, that's the number four, and the word sight, S-I-G-H-T, to this number, 773 770-4377. So text Foresight, the number four, the word SIGHT, S-I-G-H-T, to 773-770-4377. And we'll send you that free download. In addition, you'll receive our weekly leadership insights that will continue to help you on your journey as a thriving leader. 
Keep leading well, and we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Jenny Catron Leadership Podcast. If you have any questions, please email Jenny at podcast at get the number four site.com. If this content has helped you in any way, we would love for you to share this podcast with your friends and on social networks. Also, don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss any of the amazing content coming from the Jenny Catron Leadership Podcast. Your comments mean the world to us, so please rate and leave comments on our podcast. And remember, you need foresight for success. We will see you next time.